Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week. It's October 23rd, 2019. See how I, I did like that? that? I just remembered. I like it. The that- day that will live in infamy. <laughs> you calling your shot? Is that what you're saying? Well, Dave, today, this afternoon, I think we're all just waiting for it to happen. And I don't know, 3.30, 4 o'clock today. Yeah. Kevin A.C. writes, Jace Tingler is the clear front runner to be the Padres manager. And look, a lot of credit goes to Dennis Lynn from The Athletic, who, whatever it was, two, three weeks ago, maybe longer, was the first guy to float that name. Yeah. When we were talking about Bochi and Madden, Showalter, all these different names. And Dennis Lynn wrote, oh, Jace Tingler's in the mix. And we're like, what? Yes. And... You see it today. It's just one of those things where we all, anybody who's ever cheered for that team, as soon as Dennis wrote it, I felt like we all just got in line and grabbed our blindfolded cigarette and we just were in line <laughs> to walk the plank. And it's coming. And it's coming and it's going. And the thing that you realize tonight, Dave, yes, is that I think everybody in that organization are nice guys. I don't think they're intentionally driving this thing into the ground the way Derek Jeter drove the Marlins into the ground, the way that Tom Warner drove this team into the ground or Jeff Morad drove this team into the ground. But they're just in over their head. And they just refuse to acknowledge that they're in over their head. And it's a complete disaster what they're doing. Now, Jace Tingler could go out and win 85 games and this team could be playing in October... And you go, all right, but for tonight, in an offseason where you were excited and you were hopeful because that fucking little nitwit Andy Green's finally out of town, there's zero excitement, uh, I would say for the most part, uh, from anybody about this potential hire. And I am stunned that an organization can continue to step into horse shit every opportunity they get. And you go, Ron Fowler, you're a nice guy, but you don't know everything. He thinks he knows everything. He thinks he's a baseball guy. And I'm sorry, Dave. I've cheered for that team for a long time. I bought tickets for a long time. And I saw that move today. And I was like, all right, I'm not even thinking about it anymore for myself. Yes. Because I'm too far in. But I have 11-year-old boys who turned 12 in less than two weeks. Okay. And so before I saw you tonight, I went and saw them. And I go, hey, Padres are going to probably hire Jace Tingler. Who? And I go, look, (laughs) this is your call. It's not really my call. But I said, if I was you guys, I'd start thinking about being an Angel fan. And I go, let me tell you why. I said, I think you may want to be an Angel fan because they've got Joe Madden as the manager from the Cubs. Yeah. They have Mike Trout, they have Shohei Otani, and they got a couple of guys coming up from the minor leagues that are going to be fun to watch. Yeah, We like going to the Big A. You don't have an American League team. Uh, you don't really watch the Twins. You have no reason to be a Twins fan. Yeah. When you go to the Angel games, they give you a magazine that you like. You still have one on your uh, dresser with Shohei Otani from the time we were there. You like the colors. You both wear red and white all day long. 
You like the players we've talked about. And I said, look, I think right now, if I was you and I was going to pick a main team. Yes. I don't think it would be a bad idea to be an Angel fan. I said, I don't think you have to quit the Padres because you like Tatis and Machado. But I said, look, for my existence in this town, it's been shit. And that's the exact (laughs) word I said. It's been absolute shit being a fan of this team. I said, I think these owners don't know what they're doing. And I go, it's your call. If you're like, hey, I'm just going to ride it out with the pot. They go, no, we're in. We're going to, let's watch the Angels. And it took that long. Dude, good for them. And good for you. And guess what for their birthday? They're getting Angel hats, Angel t-shirts. Because I'm telling you, I'm absolutely guaranteeing it. The way they're going to fuck up this Jace Tingler hire is the exact way they're going to fuck up the uniforms that they've waited for. Because remember one thing. Okay. Ron Fowler didn't like the Brown. Yes. He can say whatever he wants, but his snarky little comments to Nick Canepa. So guess what? When he's the guy who gives the final thumbs up or thumbs down, he doesn't like him, so he doesn't care. If you had a guy in that room that was invested, that looked at and said, hey, wait a minute. That's something that I think our fan base wants to wear. So let's make sure we get the logo, we get the font, we get the design, we get the whole thing. They don't have anybody in that organization invested enough to say, ooh, that's not it. And that's why, Dave, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll find out on the 9th. But the same way we thought that they wouldn't whiff kicking the football with this managerial hire, when they whiff in everything they do, why would any of us not think for a second that come the 9th of November they're going to fucking step in horse shit again because it's what they love to do. That's what they do. That's what they do. Here's the deal. Complete fucking disaster. You touched on so many things that I find fascinating, okay? One is that you went to your kids Mm -hmm. and you gave them the option. And I'll tell you why it was really important for you to do that. Because as you said, their birthday is coming up. And as Bob Costas and every other baseball guy will tell you, the team you root for when you're 11 is a team you are stuck with the rest of your life. You can't can't shake it. Right. And here the boys have a crucial decision to make. And not just for this year, but this could affect the rest of your fucking life. That's how you should have started the conversation. I know it. And when I say the rest of your fucking life, I'm talking about a lot of time and energy that goes into your summers on following your team. And as as you have said, history has shown that they're going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I find it fascinating. The Angels are a great organization, by the way. Why we not? There. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? You have the best player in baseball. They're supposed to get Garrett Cole. As you said, they have Shohei Itani. They got Joe Madden's fun. Joe Madden's Big fun. Big A's great. Yeah, got the rally monkey, the whole deal. They got good giveaways. They do. The rallies. Hey, Dave, I'm serious. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was laughing thing, more at the Padres when I said that, not the Angels. Well, the Padre giveaways are going to be shit this year. I guarantee you that because they're going to think these fucking sheep will show up for anything that's brown so who cares and uh and look i'll tell you this the problem that i had with directing them to the angels is the fact that they are even though they're in anaheim they're considered an la team not really my favorite thing to do but when you go in and you can get a magazine from a kid and you can read about your team and you can do all those kind of things From a marketing and a business standpoint, the Angels run fucking laps around the Padres. It's not even close because there's no fucking way that Artie Moreno would let A.J. Preller fuck this up a second time the way Ron's going to let him fuck it up. Yeah. None. No chance. 
So here you go. Again, Jace Tingler, nobody knows who he is. You look him up. He's basically Andy Green 2-0. Right. Except Andy Green actually played in the big leagues for a little bit. Tingler never played in the big leagues. Started coaching and being around baseball in 2006. And you sit there and you go, okay, who's this guy? It's funny. If you do a Google search on him, it's hard to find anything right. on the guy. I mean, there's more shit of you and me all over Google than <laughs> there is. Great. This is slapdick. But Ron Fowler, so you point the finger at because you're the 100%. one that drew the line in the sand. I can't stand when people draw the line in the sand and then break their own line. And that's what Ron did when he said, we're looking for an experienced manager. Yeah, they're going to blow it. And again, if he's such a great hire, why didn't the Rangers hire him a year ago when they were looking for a manager? Why aren't the Phillies trying to get him? Why didn't the Giants try to get the him? The Mets why didn't, didn't interview him. Nobody interviewed the, him. Yeah, why didn't the Cubs try to get him? The, the fact that all these guys Seven are jobs lifers, open. And how about the guys that are the ones who are the, the like the Tim Kirchhoffs who didn't even know who the fuck he was two weeks ago? Pedro what? Gomez didn't know who he was. And I heard Keith Law on with Ben and Woods, and and I I thought what Keith said was interesting about hey you need a guy in here that's a player development guy and and Dusty Baker doesn't make any sense. I like Keith a lot. He couldn't be more wrong. Because the future of this team is not about Adrian Morion, it's not about Urias, and it's really not about the development of Paddock or Tatis. It's about the fact that you have $330 million invested, without even including Hosmer, in Machado and fucking Will Myers. And you cannot convince me that Jace Tingler is going to walk into that room and get Manny Machado's attention. No way. This is not about player development. It's how the fuck do we get the most out of the three guys. Hosmer fell apart. So when you looked at Ron Washington, and I guess he's still in the mix, but I feel like Kevin doesn't write shit unless he's got it down. Ron Washington comes in. You go, okay, they improved the infield play. Maybe Tatis doesn't make some of the decisions that he made. He amazing year but we all saw a few throws that he probably shouldn't have made would be great for ron to work with him right machado machado is gonna get the respect of ron washington and vice versa and will myers my favorite thing about ron washington is he's big on what it means to be a major leaguer right oh my gosh dave so when you look at will myers and manny machado to and and then the trickle down to tatis and paddock and urias and every and hunter renfro and whoever else you want to talk about in that group but like I said, Keith Law couldn't be more wrong when talking about who this manager needs to be. It needs to be the guy that's going to get the most out of fucking Eric Hosmer with whatever he's got left on his deal. It's going to be the guy who can actually get enough out of Will Myers where you may be able to flip him. And it's going to be the guy who's going to get the most out of Manny Machado who has nine years and $270 million yeah. left on the deal. It's not going to be the guy to get the most out of Mackenzie Gore. I just think he's wrong. I'm Bus- with you 100%. Everything you said, I agree with 100%. Ron Washington would do wonders for that entire infield. And anybody. But you need to change the culture down there. And so what's going to happen? Two things. Jace Tingler comes in and they win games and you go, well, God damn it. He's the next Rocco Baldelli. He's Aaron Boone. He's any of these other guys. And you go, holy shit. These guys deserve credit, and I, I, shit, I'd have no problem. But to me, Dave, their margin of error is so small on this yes. hire because if he fucks it up, then Preller's out, Tingler's out, and now all of a sudden, after we are right back to where we were in 2015. 
to go hire Frank Wren. <laughs> and then, uh, right, Frank Wren comes here. And then who the fuck is Frank Wren going to hire, right? Oh, my gosh. Freddie Gonzalez comes oh. in as manager. Yes. And they just start gutting this fucking thing. And we're right back to where we were. That's yeah. the thing. I, For me, people thought I was jumping off the bandwagon. Where the fuck am I going to go? Yeah, I can't you, be an you're angel stuck. fan. You're stuck, just like my but, son's stuck. But I don't have to make my son stuck on that. Bullshit. The bullshit. I could sway them north. And even if the angels are shit, yeah. it's a great time at the Big A. And they're going to see Otani. And they're going to see Pujols. And they're going to see Mike Trout. And they're going to get a game program and sit and hang out, eat an old school malt cup, and they're going to have a fucking blast. They don't care. And for their birthday, I'm going to load them up on Angel's shit and start the propaganda train right now. Here's uh, here's what's interesting to me as far as diehard Padre fans. We're upset, just like you. I mean, Jeff's a big fan. Don't you hear how angry he is, how frustrated he is? Complete shit. He's put so much fucking time into this and screaming at me, and I can't say it anymore because your argument back was always, well, they aren't your favorite team. Right. And now I'm sitting there and I'm looking to a guy that seems like, hey, you know what? This right here is an educated conversation. You see that there's shit on your plate. Yeah. And the guy that keeps giving it to you is still the owner of the team. Right. And the guy he, that still has a payroll and has a lot to say in this organization, Preller, has lost five straight years. Right. And yet people still want to say in Preller we trust. Why? Right. I'm going to say this too. There are a lot of you that chimed in tonight on Twitter. A lot of you, I don't even know who you are. I can be completely frank in telling you I couldn't disrespect your opinion any more than I do. I couldn't give less of a shit what you think. I don't care if you're a silly member of Padres Twitter. I I couldn't give less of a fuck what you think. Honest to God. If you don't like it, you go, well, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. I I don't give a shit what you think. I know who I talk to. I know who texts me every day. I know who I talk to inside the organization, and I think my sources are better than yours. Yes. And really, I don't. I couldn't be more frank in saying I, I don't care. There's really no reason to tweet at me because all I do is I look at it, and then I'm like, I thought I already muted this fucker. <laughs> and then I just mute you out. I don't even show you the respect of, of – I don't even show you the common dignity of, of putting a little heart on it because that's kind of weird. I just mute you out, and guess what? Doesn't impact me at all. I could not disrespect your opinion any more than I do. So anybody who writes to me and is like, hey, Jace Tingler's a great hire. Mute. Yeah. Hey, I like this hire. Mute. See you later. Hey, fuck you. See you later. Gone. <laughs> You're talking to me. I'm not talking to you. Bye. See ya. <laughs> right? I know what my history is with this team. Yeah. And if I gave a shit about your history, I would write you a direct message. Hey, share it with me. Don't go to bed tonight until you get that message from me. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I just, I was lucky enough to be there in 84. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to have a job that allowed me to be around the 96 and 98 team to watch this organization when ownership with John and Larry, with Kevin Towers, with Bruce Bochy, with player leaders like Caminetti and Gwynn and Finley and Hoffman and Kevin Brown fucking made you so excited to be a member of this team. Everybody understood their role. Everybody was determined to do the right thing. And I look at these guys right now, and I don't know, Dave, if you go, well, they're the the new lovable losers. 
where they're trying to do the right thing. There's a part of me where you go, God dang, you know, they went after it. They, they put their money in for Hosmer and that's been a disaster. They put the money in for Machado and we'll see. They gave up 30 million to get to Tease Jr. That's pretty exciting. That's a huge commitment. A lot of ownership groups of this team wouldn't have done that. And then you look at it and you go, but are they so fucking arrogant that they think they're the smartest guys in the room and they can't understand that they need help because they're not capable of making the right decision? I am torn because I don't know who they are as a group. Well, they are as a group that has never won. Right. And what they are is, and really when you talk about sports, you're talking about a scoreboard. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, they have never won. doesn't matter how good of guys they are. Jeff used to use this line all the time 15 years ago when they would people would call in and go, well, Philip Rivers is a good guy. And you said they're good guys pump, uh, basically pumping gas at the Shell yeah. Station. It doesn't matter. We don't need them playing quarterback for John the Chargers. John Contreras is a great guy. Yeah. We don't need him playing quarterback. No. Or being GM. That's why he got run out of the soccers. And <laughs> kidding. What I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> but... So, so again, the whole deal, when you're talking about a business, it's about scoreboards and winning championships, and you're drawing lines in the sand like 2020. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and managers that have experience, you're drawing the dumb lines in the sand. You're the one that's freaking right. out. You're the one that's paying Will Myers and Hosmer and then freaking out publicly that they aren't living up to their contract. Right. You're crazy. Right now, you, you don't sound sane, Ron. No. Ron, you're, you're, you're basically a guy that's made millions of dollars and has given tons of money back and have made the city better as in sports fans now. In a thousand now, different ways. As sports fans, though, you are failing the fans. You are failing the fans right now by staying loyal to Preller and drawing lines in the sand by saying crazy things that you're going to hire a manager with experience when clearly it looks like you aren't. You keep Preller even though for five years he's done jack shit. Yep. And I don't care about the minor leagues. Talk about all you want. All I know is... We're watching the World Series right now with, uh, with with two teams in it, and guess what? Those starting pitchers are all veterans. Yeah, and I, I look at Ron. His legacy in this town is unmatched. But unfortunately for a lot of people, his legacy for what he's done for the colleges, for what he's done for this community is going to be forgotten because they're only going to remember what he did for the baseball team. And right now what he's done for the baseball team is run it into the ground. How many and, 90 lost seasons in a row? It's just it is it's extremely frustrating, uh, especially me. when it's the only thing you have. You said it back in in uh, 2017. This mm -hmm. is the Padres' opportunity to take this right. town by, by the, the horns. throat. Yep. Tell me, Ron, how Jace Tingler is going to motivate Manny Machado. How Jace Tingler is going to motivate Will Myers. How he's going to get the most out of Eric Hosmer. I don't need him to be a rah-rah guy doing all this shit because it's not about the the guys coming up from the system right now. They will play a part. But the guys that you need to get on track are the guys that you have that money committed to. What is it? 444 between Machado and Hosmer. And then put another 60 on top of that. You got 500 fucking million dollars committed to three guys. And you're worried about a guy who's going to get the fucking most out of Michelle Bias? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck are you thinking, kid? Hey, Dave Cantrell played here for a second. I would love you to jump in, John. You know, if I had a guy like Ron Fowler show up, I'd say, hey, are you 
Spanky? You look just like Spanky. And then I'd give him a little uniform and a little helmet, and I'd kick him right in his little ass. I'd say, you get the fuck out of here. Why don't you go down to the little cafeteria there, Spanky, and get yourself a grilled cheese? You will cut the little crust off for you. You probably like that, don't you, you little fella? And then I'm going to give you an application for the punt pass and kick competition. <laughs> and if he said one fucking word to me about I'm going to hire a coach, I'd say, Eddie, get this little shit out of here. Who the, what, did this guy win a little contest on that Woods and Woods show? <laughs> but I'd say, hey, Spanky, you and that alfalfa boy, you guys were a couple of actors. You were a couple of actors, you little shit. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Why yeah. is he so quick to, again, to sign guys that no and, one else is talking to? Uh, they think they're smarter than everybody. It has That's to what be it. That's it is. That is. They're, they're ahead how of everybody do, else. How do you put that much faith in A.J. Preller? I have no idea. And look, you and I, they didn't. when they hired him, we didn't trash him. We were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. We were all for that rock star GM. Yeah, but then you keep losing over and over again. Ninety losses every year, and you go, "What the fuck?" And they find yeah. a way to finish tied for last place this oh, year. Or lose, my God. lose again. the The problem is what I'm really struggling with tonight is you want to believe that your team, as an organization, can be as good as the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are not that team that has to go out and sign a three hundred million dollar contract anymore. Because their player development yes. is that good. And you never see their ownership group shooting their mouth off on KLAC or 710, right? Who's the main guy? Mark Walter, I think is his name from Guggenheim. Okay, yeah. Right? Peter Peter Gruber, Magic. Do you even yeah. hear Magic? Nobody goes on and shoots their mouth off about Doc Roberts or when he blew it in the play. You don't yeah. hear anything. And then you go... Are we as good as the Yankees with their player development? Yeah. And you go, no. You never hear Hal Stan uh, Steinbrenner? No. You don't see him on Mike Francesa's show shooting his mouth no. off? And Dave, you look at the Astros. The Astros had a disaster of a week, which we yeah. can talk about in a minute. You look at the Nationals. You don't see their owners going on and doing it. Uh, I grew up a Twins fan. I still pay attention to that organization. They rallied back after a horrible year last year. Their ownership group didn't go on local radio back there and shoot their mouth off about Paul Molitor. No. They went out and found a guy in Rocco Baldelli and did it. Yeah, no, and, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's the biggest problem for me as somebody that looks at it and goes, look, man, I really only had the Kings are my hockey team and maybe the Raiders and Vikes I pay attention to in the NFL, but I really only had one team left that I had really paid attention to is the pods. And you go, they're just not capable of getting this thing sorted out. And it's frustrating and depressing and maddening all at the same time. Let me correct something I just said, too. I said the Padres finished tied for last place. They actually finished last place by Oh, themselves. well, thanks for clearing so that up. I just want to – it was for Bud Black, who kept his job, by the way. Yeah. Who we thought Bud was going to be showing the door. But, uh, again, it was the Padres that finished 70 and 92. Um you have every reason to be frustrated. I think a lot of Padre fans should be, and that's what frustrates me when I follow Padre's Twitter or anything else, that I don't think people are frustrated enough. If you sit there and you tell Ron, you know, and Preller we trust and, and the faith we have and 
All the bullshit they sold you on Keep the Faith. What a load of shit that is. Mm-hmm. That is, just go ahead and write me another check. Yeah. Hey, write me another check, and you go, you damn right, I'll write you another check. It it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't want to say you got to compare the Padres to the Dodgers, but you got to get in the postseason. I mean, we're looking at the Nationals who went in through a wild card. You got to get in. You know, I think John Butler said, right? You just got to get in. Yeah. Goddamn right, I did. But when the Padres. <laughs> When the Padres are being talked about how great their minor league system is for three or four years, and the Dodgers, for some reason, develop mm-hmm. more players that are making it into the big league level, and you sit there and say, wait a second, that's the team we're chasing. How yeah. are they doing a better job than us, and their system's not ranked? What's going on, even not at the major league level, but below? You're the one that said to me, as soon as the season ended, fuck it clean house i want right. a new third base coach i want Everybody. a new first base coach i want them all out because we're doing it wrong somewhere in this system that we end up with the same result at the end of every season and if they come back and they're like jace tingler's in and mark loretta's your new bench coach fuck he couldn't be a nicer guy it's more of the same it's the same damn thing it's more of the same and the problem is too this offseason preller knows it preller's not a moron preller knows how big this offseason is and if he goes out and he's able to swing a deal and get Myers out of here and finds a way to get some pitching for this team and do some other things, shit, Dave, then maybe in March we, we go back. Thank God it's not opening day in a week. But it's just for the first move that he had to make, you just don't feel very good about that he's going to get it right. And you go, God, this is the guy we're trusting to turn this offseason around through <clears throat> trades and making moves. He's going to be the guy we're going to trust to get it straight. Sorry, man. I just don't believe in that guy. When you trade Myers, when that trade ever comes down, you aren't going to get equal value for what it was when you worked the deal out. I mean, you're losing. Trey you're- Turner? What? You don't think we're getting Trey Turner back? <laughs> you're not getting Trey Turner back. Are you out of your back. mind? You're, not- you're losing. You're going to have to pay a share of that shitty contract. The guy, how much is he making? Twenty-two million this year? No, he'll make uh, twenty million a year for the next three years. Twenty million a year for the next three years. Holy shit. And then yeah. you, so you say, okay, $60 million. How much of that 60 do you have to eat? And 45. Wh- and whatever you're going to get back in returns, just going to be a guy that won't ever play a game for the Padres. Yeah. You're going to have to, uh, yeah, you're probably going to have to eat, uh, Ron said 40 uh, or, or 30. You're out of your mind. That's the other problem. I mean, it's not my money. It's not yeah. going to impact anything. But uh, I think you're, you're eating 40 of the 60. Wow. Wow, that just boy, that team loves loves having dead money on the books. They just love it. They can't get enough of it. Yeah, I've never seen a a, a thing like it, especially when a team that has struggled the way they have. I just haven't seen anything like it. It's not like they're a huge market team that you can afford to do this over and over again. You know, there's there's just a part of it where you go, look, we got we gotta go, yeah, and make the right move. Jace Tingler. Uh, again, he's not hired yet, but I feel like, do you feel like it could happen tomorrow? Yeah, nothing, would, with nothing would surprise me. You know, the, the move that happened today was, and we thought Ross was going to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. The more I think about that move, and I, and I said on the show to you a week or two ago that I thought David Ross would be a good manager. I don't know if he's a good manager for the Cubs. Boy, I have diehard friends that are Cubs fans that, that Dave are the same way that you are. Because, You're like, I just don't like it. And, and I'll tell you why. I'd, I'd say you could put him almost anywhere but that team. He's too close to the team. Could be. Too close as a player, meaning that really you're going to tell. Just played for him. Yeah. You're going to tell John Lester fucking you don't have it? Yeah. That you aren't good enough? That, hey, I'm. Chris I'm, Bryant, I'm, Rizzo. Yeah. All those guys that you were teammates with when you won the World Series in 2016, 
Are you going to be able to separate yourself from your longtime yeah. friendships? I just don't think that it's the right hire for the Cubs. I think it's just too close to the guys on the roster. I, I thought uh, there were a couple of different ways they were going. Um, yeah, from a Cubs standpoint, it's an interesting hire. They had Joe Girardi in. I know they met with a few other people as well. So but I thought Girardi would have been a good guy for that job. You know, for my opinion, I think I thought he would have been a good good guy for he's that. He's going to Philly. Girardi to Philly is the rumor. And he's tough. He's a guy that will jump in the crowd and strangle you if you say something bad. Yeah, Mark Kotze apparently to the Giants. <laughs> Did you see? Coach wrote something interesting. I loved sure. it. I love that you asked him about it too. Okay, I didn't know if you saw it because it caught me kind of off guard. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, who's a self-promoter? Yeah, and he goes, basically what he said was um, Mark Cotte's new manager of the Giants, or it looks like he'll be new manager of the Giants. I like him. He's not a self-promoter. And I said, just curious, who's a self-promoter? Yeah, who are you talking about? Yeah, like, dude, are they all self-promoters? And Cotte's the guy, well, guy that isn't. Then when he said he doesn't have an agent and everything else, I was in my mind, I don't know about you, but I was yeah. like, hey, man, fuck you. You're the guy that does the same business Jeff and I do. Right. That ends up bringing the bar way down because oh. you fucking never got paid what your value was in this right. business, which fucked everyone else in this Should've business. Should have got an agent. Yeah. And because you didn't get an agent or fight for yourself and would complain, I work seven days a week and I got to go to bed at 12 o'clock in the, in the morning <laughs> and then I got to fucking get up at seven and do this seven days a week. Oh, I'm getting fucked for whatever so money. We would all sit there and look at each other. That's you and me. That's Kaplan. That's Darren Smith. Yeah. That's everybody in this business that goes, dude, if this was a players union, the players union wouldn't let coach sign those contracts right. because he fucked everyone else. You lowered the curve. Yeah. And I'm like, you're you're congratulating a guy like that? You're out of your fucking mind? We had guys that worked ahead of us at 1360 that were making, like, what was the number? Like, did, honestly, it was like, I, I feel like I'm crazy, but I feel like they were doing it for like 16 an hour. Yes. You are you're really close. About sixteen dollars an hour, maybe sixteen fifty for a morning show. For a morning show, like guys that absolutely don't understand the market. Yes, and then we came in and we're yeah. like, well, we're not doing it for sixteen. Yeah. I mean, we you got lucky. Yeah, we weren't working for two and a half million like Jeff and Jer and that shit. Right, those days had passed, but we weren't doing it for sixteen dollars. No, and for anyone to sign a contract like that, it's like, dude, you're killing everybody else that does your job. Well, the problem is, too, when I hear those guys on the air, I'm like, no wonder you got 16 bucks an hour. You were overpaid. <laughs> it's all our shit. You're overpaid. <laughs> they were. Yeah, but, I, you know, it's funny. I, and I don't know what Coach, maybe Coach has said, I like to see a good guy get a job. But, fuck, man, when he wrote it, I got, I got pissed. Yeah. I was like, you motherfucker. You know how many contracts I had to sit there and try and fight through because of guys like you? Yeah. Jobbers. <laughs> Someday on this fucking show, I'm going to name all five of those guys. Do I have it right? Him? Yeah. You know the other two guys? I, I think there's four of them. And oh. then the fourth guy. Yeah. That's real quick to tell everybody how to do this business. But he's another guy who worked for about nine bucks an hour, right? Yes. You know the other one I'm talking yes. about? I know where you're going. Fucking assholes. <laughs> like, I swear to God. And anyone who who's doesn't do it, obviously do this kind of business. Think yeah. about it. Put it in the situation you're in. Right. You Wherever you're at for your job. You and, and whatever you, you make, all of you are yeah. underpaid. I guarantee you, you're all underpaid. Yeah, no one goes, I get paid too much money. But and think about if one guy came in and completely undercut all you guys, and, and now every future job you signed up for, yeah. you're getting fucked because this one guy over here wouldn't fight for himself. Making twenty two grand a year less than all of you are making, so good luck getting a raise. Jesus, yeah. man. 
What a bunch of fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like that everywhere unless you work for the pods. You get that dead money. You're fine. Um, one quick thing on the Astros. I'm so glad to see the Astros losing. Not because Me of a, not because of AJ Hinch, who was a really cool, no. not was a really really cool dude in San Diego, and may be the only guy that I'm cheering for in that organization. But this fucking organization and the way Dave, not to spend a lot of time on it, for the Sports Illustrated story that came out the other day about the assistant GM Brandon Taubum. T a u b a u m. Yeah, that's how I would have pronounced it. Yeah. But for this fucking guy to sit there and yell at the three reporters, and I heard that idiot Higgins this morning. I don't even know why I listened to that show. <laughs> Nicest guy in the world, but he gives me a fucking headache because you can't honestly be that dumb in life. And Ben's like, ah, oh, do you think he should be fired? Yes. Yes. I Ben, to me, sounded like a guy who works in a workplace where it's only guys. I work in a building where there are women in very important roles in our company, and they're all successful and they're all great. And if a little fucking twerp like that Brandon Taubum came in and said anything like that to anybody in our workplace, A, he'd get the fucking shit beat out of him, yeah. and B, he'd be fired. You can't have a workplace where using our audience, where Maggie or Rose or Geekster or anybody comes in and feels uncomfortable. That's the end of your fucking time with my organization. I don't give a shit who you are. And for Steve and Ben and all these other dumb fucks to be so confused, oh, should he be out? You should have fucking fired him on the spot. As soon as you heard it, as soon as you validated the story, you call Major League Baseball and you say, he's gone. Yes. And outside of having a public stoning out in front of the park, that's the end of the fucking story. Why is this cocksucker getting uh, a second chance? Because it's Houston. And I'll tell you what, Houston's an organization where you should have felt completely disturbed a year ago. And by the way, I, th I think it's Tobman is how you do it. Tobman, right? Tobman, yeah. Okay, T-A-U-B-M-A-N. Brandon, right? Brandon, you got that part right. So here you go. Roberto Asuna, again, was suspended. Just Not this got year, it. not 10 years ago. Last year, 2018, for 75 games for viola violating Major League Baseball's domestic abuse policy. Yep. Houston was one of the first teams to come out and say, we are 100% against domestic violence, except if that guy can win his <laughs> games. Right. And then they sign, they sign him. And right. That guy has a tremendous talent. It doesn't fucking matter. I give you give an example of it. We all saw what happened with Ray Rice. If you would have saw a video of what he actually did, yeah, you would be against it. You're just willing to let it go because you didn't actually see the video of it. This guy shouldn't be in Major League Baseball. I was hoping another team wouldn't have have signed him. We talked about this on the show a couple months ago. It, there are guys in Major League Baseball. Uh, Raldis Chapman has a history mm -hmm. of it. Uh, the Dodgers have uh, Urias, who pushed a girl down at the Beverly Center. And the Dodgers, he got suspended for 20 games. Hey, I would have been fine if the Dodgers cut him loose. Yeah. But to sit there and say, as an organization, we don't support this, but all of a sudden we're going to sign this guy, they completely, again, another group that drew a line in the sand. Fuck it, I was rooting against the Astros like crazy because of that guy. And yeah. for the, as you said, the way that he handled it was basically telling every woman around, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so disgraceful and embarrassing the Astros should have dumped the guy. Yeah, they don't. My uh, my ex-wife is a public defender. Yes. She has situations often where she goes in and clients, male and female, will say, you're a fucking bitch, fuck you, everything else. We may be a part, but there's a part of me that every time is like, I'd like to fucking yeah. see that guy in the street. You're going to talk to her, tough guy? Let's fucking see what you're made of.
but she's much better than me because <laughs> in a million different ways because she goes fuck it's it's what I signed up for yeah and she goes it's the same way that you've always said that when people would say anything on social media or call the show she goes fuck you and Dave always laughed at that shit she goes Jeff I laugh at that stuff like it it some shit bothers me but she goes but for the most part I could swing it don't worry about it. Just like you would tell me, don't worry about anything you see on social media. And you go, fuck, okay, I got it. But when you see what happened, and I just, I literally am so disappointed in so many guys in this fucking town yeah. that hesitated to say, oh, I don't know what what we should do. Ben, if that guy yelled at Shelly, if he yelled at Shelly sitting in that room, would you hesitate? If he yelled at Hannah, Hannah would probably, shit, Shelly would probably fucking drop him. <laughs> Hannah would probably fucking drop him, right? I mean, those two yes. guys married way, they completely outkicked their coverage. But we all get the point. And you look at that and you go, those three women were in there doing their job. Yes. If, if he yelled at, uh, fuck, this town can't line up fast enough to put Annie on the show. If he yelled at Annie. Uh, if it was the Padres playing the Dodgers and an assistant GM of the Dodgers yells at Annie, these fucking guys exactly. in this town would be lining up to run that guy out of town as right. they should have. Yes. So why the fuck aren't you doing it for this guy? Jesus Christ, this town. I swear to God, it's so fucking mediocre day after day, hour after hour. Just take a fucking stand. Say that's not right. How come nobody calls this guy out on Twitter? He's got a Twitter account. Not that he's looking at it, I guarantee you. <laughs> It'd be crazy too right now. Right. Yes. But it's this whole debate. They had uh, John Heyman on. John Heyman says today, well, I don't know if he should be fired. Why? Yeah, why not? Gone. Make an example of that guy. You don't have women that work in your organization? Hold on. You know a woman. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, you have a mother. You have a sister. You know, so no, you're married I'm to somebody. Saying, I'm there's just not saying, a woman in the Astros yeah, organization. I, I know. I got that. But I mean, we all know women. I don't know any guy, at least guys that I hang out with, that don't defend women and children. Yeah. I don't understand it. Steve Woods. I, I don't understand it. Well, I'm sorry to I'm hear that. I'm kidding. But I'm ending my friendship with Steve as of right now. <laughs> but it's like, just yeah. fucking make I a just, stand. Uh, yeah. Times, are, I tell you what, man. It, times have changed and, and have changed for the better when it comes right. to this. It, it, it's gone on way too long. You know, it's. Crazy. This morning, I flip. As soon as I wake up, I'll flip on the TVs. I'll flip over to Sports Center or whatever else. But it was Dan Patrick yeah. and everybody, Dave. Not yeah. just in fairness to Ben. And I didn't hear Costa's show. That's, 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 that's who who did nobody. <laughs> but but Dan's doing it. It's across the board. Dan, it's every Dan, show. Dan won't come out and say he should what? absolutely be fired. No. That's ridiculous. That's just absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe it. That's just not in the to time me. I heard. I yeah. mean, I didn't yeah. hear. And maybe Stephen Ben. In fairness to those guys, they do a nine-hour show every day. I didn't hear all nine hours. All I know is they were so fucking confused. I tell you what, the big great. Don't fucking, bring it up if you are if you're confused. Don't bring it up. Well, I'll tell you one guy, a guy that I'm a big fan of in Dallas, the big fucking uh, white wolf. He'd have fucking run that guy out of town. Guy's lucky he doesn't work in Dallas. That's why I admire that guy. He fucking takes no prisoners. Oh God, he'd be so embarrassed that those two pussies couldn't fucking make a stand. He'd be like, don't ever call me again, I'm the wolf. <laughs> My correlation right now is going to make you want to throw up. Let me hear it. But it's, it's, I wake up this morning and I flip on the TV and Footloose is on. You pussy. And I'm like, well, Footloose, let's be honest, was a horseshit movie when it came out. It, yeah, was, a, it was always a horrible movie. Yeah. 
It was terrible. But anyway, when I flipped on, it was the scene where the old boyfriend of the girl that now likes Kevin Bacon says, you're breaking up with me, aren't you? And he goes up and he punches her in the face twice. Do you oh, remember that scene? Yes. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God. I go, this was 30 years ago. They wouldn't even make this movie like that. No. There's no way they would be okay with that being in the movie today. That guy says, uh, uh, bench coach for the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, like, what happened to being afraid? Here's a great thing, too. Like, here's the funny thing, like, in our country right now. We have no problem at all telling anybody that wears a fucking turban or is from Mexico, hey, get the fuck out of here. But you got a little fucking squirt who weighs 135 pounds yelling at three women, and we, we're we going to give that cocksucker the benefit of the doubt. Oh, okay, I got it. That makes sense, right? Like, we just verbally harass the fuck out of any minority, anywhere they may be, yep. whether they're working or doing whatever they want. Fuck, I saw that video tonight that's circulating Which of one? that little 12-year-old kid with autism that's been bullied who writes, you know, things about suicide on his arm and, and Sharpie. Dude, we should just be beating the shit out of any kid that, that tortures a little kid like that. We, we don't look at that. Brandon Taubom gets a fucking benefit of the doubt. Like, we have lost our fucking way. We're going to let Jace Tingler be the manager of our Padre team. Holy shit. Like, what the fuck happened? I don't know what happened. Did you see Major League Baseball's investigating the umpire now? How about that guy? <laughs> How about that fucking maniac? Wow. Like, none of it is shocking anymore. How about Joe West? How about Paul LaDuca saying Joe West uh, used to borrow Billy Wagner's car and Billy Wagner would let him drive his vintage car like an old cool car and in exchange, Joe West would expand the strike zone. Oh my God. And now Joe West is suing Paul LaDuca. <laughs> <laughs> Paul LaDuca's like, oh yeah, Billy Wagner would just let him drive it all around town. Whatever it was, like a vintage T-Bird or Mustang. Oh, my God. And we always knew the next day the strike zone was going to be expanded. Joe West was like, what? You're sued. Oh, my God. All right. So I'll, uh, in case uh, people aren't aware of this by the time they hear this show, but um, Jeff Passan has this. Major League uh, umpire Rob Drake tweeted, I will be buying an AR-15 tomorrow because if you impeach my president, all caps, this way uh, you will have another civil war. Yeah. And Major League Baseball is like, Jesus Christ. Like, what investigation is there? Yeah, like, it's right. We're looking at it right now. We're looking at the guy's yeah. fucking Twitter. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, let's get everybody in here. Is Robert Mueller available? Can we spend 19 months? Like, hey, uh, Drake, yeah, you fucking psycho. You're fired. Yeah, you just threaten hey, to fucking shoot people up. Yeah. Hey, Todman, you little fucking shit. Hey, you can go work at the Skechers outlet in Santee. You're fired. <laughs> No, make seven dollars an hour because coach is going to do it for six fifty. Hey, Dave, I tell you what, I'll work there. I like those <laughs> shoes; they have memory foam. You know, I have kind of a big, wide foot. It kind of held me back when I was—I couldn't get coach's shoes at Miracosta. My feet hurt when I was a young man. All my buddies were wearing. Now we said Nikes, like rhyme with Mike. We didn't call them Nikes; we called them Nikes. And I would say to my parents. Hey, is there a chance that we can go to the store 
and get a pair of Nikes. And they'd say, well, there's a chance, but there's also a chance in hell. And then <laughs> they would take me down to the five and dime where those shoes would be put together with those plastic things that kind of look like uh, handcuffs, like the kind of handcuffs they use when a bunch of people act up in Santee, yeah. like the plastic things yeah. that you try to pull apart and kind of rips into your fingers and then it hurts for two days. <laughs> and the shoes were put together like that. And I would go, I was only about nine or 10 years old. I remember this. And I would go in there and most of the shoes were in young man sizes, like four or five. And when I was a young kid, I wore about a size 17 shoe, so it was tough for me to find it. But my parents said that it taught me discipline and manners if I wore a size 9. So even though I had a size 17 foot, I jammed it into a size 9. I found that most of the tears would dry up within about three hours. <laughs> but I tell you what, those what? tight little shoes, yes. boy, they made me kick a soccer ball. I could really kick it and a kickball. Don't play kickball against the coach, Dave. That's a big mistake you'll never make again. Coach, I was always curious. At what age did they start calling you coach? They started calling me coach when I was about four and a half years old. <laughs> when I was four and a half and all my buddies, uh, like Ben Gallo and Tim Griffin, Glenn Geffner, they were all playing ball in the street. They just said, hey, coach, why don't you go stand over there in the third base box and just wave us home. So that's how I got my name. <laughs> And I knew right then at a young age, I knew two things. I either wanted to be Bob on Sesame Street or I wanted to coach. So they wouldn't let you exactly play. They just made you well, wave guys did. in. They did. They told me I was because I was too good a player. <laughs> Is that what happened? That's what they said. <laughs> did you ever kick footballs in high school? I didn't. I, I found that football was a challenging sport. And for me, I really I wanted to do a couple of things. I felt like football season interrupted because the one thing I really wanted to learn how to do, Dave, this might surprise you, I really wanted to learn how to throw the discus. Really? Yeah, that was what I wanted to do. <laughs> and But they didn't have that at Torrey Pines. Uh, and the other thing they didn't have, I felt like, and there were a lot of people that said this to me starting when I was about 11, that if I was willing to move to Sweden, I could have been a world-class hammer thrower. <laughs> But you didn't want to get on the plane? Well, my parents wanted me to, but eventually my grandparents talked him out of it. <laughs> when I was about nine and a half, I would have had a full scholarship to the uh, Hammer Throwing Academy, HTI, or HTA. <laughs> Struggle sometimes with the letters. They had the Hammer Throw Institution as well, or the Institute. That's the HTI. I didn't qualify there, but I could have gone to the HTA. Nice letterman's jackets. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, hey, make fun of me. Guess what? All the Swedish meatballs you can eat. It would have been a good business decision. And a cheese bread. And all the cheese bread you can eat. That's a, not a bad business decision. I think you well, missed out. It worked out. I got a job at 690. And uh, maybe a lot of... Sauce stole my show, even though I came on after him. <laughs> he did my style of show. And then, uh, yeah, I flourished the whole time. You would have never met Brad Sussman. What a hell of a guy. I almost said something right there. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I almost said something that driving home, I probably would have called and said, hey, can you edit that out? Uh, <laughs> I was waiting right there, man. I thought it was happening. Those guys, Coach, says Matt, even saw now, Coach isn't there, but says Matt and Saw 
early on, dude, in the old days of 690, yeah. I do have to give those guys credit, man, because we were trying to figure it out. They were so fucking, like, they were genuinely nice to anybody. John w- Jednak was there? John Jednak's a fucking great guy. He is a great guy. John is still a friend. But, like, but Brad and Saw, I do have to give yeah. him credit. For anybody young that was interested, they did discourage you. And I guarantee a coach oh, no. is, as much as I goof around with coach, I guarantee a coach is the same way. That if, if anybody went up and you saw John out calling high school games or emailed John oh, or did super whatever, nice. yeah. fucking he's the best. Yeah. That's no, why super thought. nice guy. Yeah. No one's be- ever said he's a bad guy. That's no, for sure. don't believe any of my stupid shit it's that hilarious. I say on this show because it's just because he's the fucking nicest guy in San Diego. And I realize I'm going to see him in December. That uh, are you Jay Paris's holiday party, December thirteenth? Shit, it's that time of year again. Oh my god! Bernie Wilson sent it out today. Yeah, and Coach every time is like, "I'm gonna beat this shit out of you." <laughs> Dude, he's the fucking best. <laughs> fucking best, that guy. The fuck? No, oh he genuinely gosh. is. Like it, Steve Woods and I talk about all the time about guys in this town. Like, ah, fuck that guy. Fuck this asshole. And then that's just about Dave. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, how's Coach doing? He's like, he's fucking great, man. I'm like, I love that guy. Oh so, yeah. Gosh. When Pl- Woods gets off the air at nine, is, is Coach there already? Oh, I got to imagine. Yeah. Yeah, John gets in. Like, yeah. No, I just, I always want to say that because, A, we've known him for how long? Jeez, no joke. My my first day in radio was ninety three, and um, that's twenty six years. Yeah, and I met so I've known twenty six years, but I met Coach Sess, Matt, John Jennick, Steve Mason, all the same day. Dude, yeah. how about those yeah. guys? Yeah, Mason's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, Saw was Saw there. Saw was there too. Saw was Saw was there too. Yeah, yeah. Now they and, and I Dave Marcus, of course. Shh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I said that to a friend at work who called me. About going to lunch? Yeah. She's like, hey. And I was like, check, check, it's hot. She's like, what? I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Forgot who I'm talking to. Um, the deal is, for people who don't understand, Dave Marcus is the guy that waves the star. You always yeah. wave, or used to. I think, doesn't Ted do it now? Whenever Jerry would say, hang yeah, a star. Ted Dave, yeah, because uh, Dave's back behind yeah. him. Yeah. And so Dave Marcus is the guy that's on Padre Radio. You've heard Mark Grant mention his name a million times, but... When Jeff was at you know KFMB and the Padre station, and he'd be in studio, and they would check the line to make yeah, sure to call get me from San Francisco or Dodger Stadium, whatever, and he would oh, I, do it just sh- the way Jeff's doing it right now. Check. Hey, can I check the line? I go, yeah. Shh, it's hot here. Yeah, <laughs> he was and, carrying uh, a towel, always wiping his sweaty face. And my friend Glenn Geffner, the voice in the Marlins, and Al Horton, the voice of the Wolves, who will yeah. hear this, understand because they were with him. Jeff, are you there? Jeff, I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> every day. It was the same thing every day. Every day. For every two years. Day. Shh, I got to check the line. Looks like rain. Make sure Hank's standing by for Padre talk. I'm like, we're not doing that shit. <laughs> you can cover it. All right. I go, come on, check the line. I got shit to do. All right. Hang on. Check, 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 check. One, two, one, two, check, check, check. Yeah, you're fucking fine. <laughs> Same you were last night. Shh. Why do you like that? Fucking Dave Marcus is the greatest. Dude, that is exactly Dude. how it went. It was so fucking funny. That's right. exactly how it went. I got a, 
I got to give a shout out to something that happened to me today. Yeah. That was amazing. All right. Hey, before you get to it, can I mention these guys? No, in one okay. second you can. Because <laughs> okay. I know you'll have other shit, and then I'll forget. Okay, go ahead. So I said, I've, I found this picture. A friend of mine sent me this picture. And I'm not a reptile guy. Dave, were you ever a reptile guy? Not at all. snakes no. or anything else? I hate snakes. This friend of mine sent me this picture of an armadillo lizard. I saw it on your Facebook page. And I go, okay, I'm not a reptile guy. That was yeah. so cool. I was like, eh, I may get it. John Kalia, when I got here as a kid, yeah, we always watched Channel 8. It's what introduced me to San Diego was Channel 8. And over the, getting to work there yeah. at KFMB, honestly, may have been one of the... It probably was the highlight for me, being at KFMB, having grown up in this town, and then being lucky enough to become friends... With so many of the people that are there, whether it was Lauren Ann Caro, Mike Tuck, who we love, Ted, yep. Jeannie Cavett. Um, but John Kalia was the guy that stood out. And because John was so good on the air as an anchorman, like just so good and such a nice man and such a good man. And about, uh, I don't know, Dave, probably about six weeks ago. Did you connect with John on Facebook? I didn't. Oh, you got to add him. Okay. So John Kalia added me on Facebook, and I was just, you got to understand, if you pay attention to this show, you know that i grumbling about everything, but it's it's kind of like what I was teasing Stevie Woods about a couple weeks ago with the wolf. Yeah. It. I know exactly what Steve's talking about, because when certain guys give you the thumbs up, it means a lot. Guys that you look up to. And John was one of those guys. And so, Dave, I put this picture of this armadillo lizard up today. And I go, you know, I'm not really a reptile guy, but I could see myself getting one of these. And John Kalia writes, that lizard's a lot like Fredo. He's not dumb like everybody says. He's smart. <laughs> and he wants respect. Yes. And I knew exactly what he was saying. When Dave and I started at KFMB... Our program director was Dave Sniff, who I think it's pretty safe to say, even though it's a limited field, Dave Sniff is by far the best program director we ever had, right? Yeah, I agree. Would you say? Yes. But we would play that clip repeatedly every night on a 50,000-watt station about a guy who was so nice to us. We didn't give a shit. Yeah. We just played Fredo every night. I'm not dumb. Like everybody says, <laughs> I'm smart. And I want respect. And Al Horton, you're to fucking blame for it, too. Yes. And goddamn if John Kalia didn't pull that back from 20 years That's ago. That's awesome. And so I wrote, I said, we loved, I brought Dave Sniff into it. I go, he's by far the best PD we ever had. And John said, Dave's a great guy, but I laughed every time I heard the clip. <laughs> so anyways, we were just talking about that, and I would have forgotten that. But when We used to fuck with Sniff all the time. The the yes. one thing you just mentioned, Alan Horton's name. Do you remember when Alan would play a soundbite and the guy would cuss and he would you would right. hear he would say shit and yeah. so Alan would you would have shh beep yeah but and, it was like shit yeah instead of like if we did it for fuck shit we did them all on a night show when yeah. that show yeah. just shot to like Oregon and Sniff would come in and go guys I swear I can hear him say shit Dave you're, it's your did mind it, playing tricks yeah, on you didn't you hear the beep. Yeah, but I swear, I still hear shit. 
<laughs> and we had to go, what are you talking about? You know, we all hear yeah. the beep. That's just because you know what he's actually saying. But the right. beep's Alan put the beep in there. On you. It's like the drive-in where they put oh that little God. subliminal message yes. to go get popcorn. Dave. Yes. That's, and he bought it. He bought He'd walk out and we'd laugh. Alan Horton was so fucking good at it. And it was so goddamn funny to us. We're so dumb. Right. But uh, constantly, Mike Tyson clips, fuck and right. shit. All that. F- My favorite. Fuck off, change the channel. <laughs> Mike, I swear, Alan, I can hear Gu- fuck. Guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, uh, Sniff had this move that was the greatest. Dave Sniff, our boss, program director, who's still there at KFMB. Yeah, amazing. He would come into his office... And we figured it out. Dave and I figured it out. He would come in. He would turn his TV on. He would put his suit jacket over his chair. Yeah. And then he'd go golfing. He'd leave the door open to his office. Right. Door open, TV on. Yeah. Like shit shuffled around on his desk. So you just thought he was walking around the building handling a meeting somewhere else. Right. And you go, oh, I'll just fucking come back. I'll come back. And, but he was at Singing Hills. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great move. So... Dave and I, we're so dumb. We got a guy who fucking loved us. Yeah, we ratted him out. We ratted him out. So we go on the night show because we're so funny. We're like, hey, this is what our boss does every day. Puts his suit jacket over the thing. He plays singing hills. He's probably at Saquon. Yeah. Where is he playing? And we'd play that golf clip. Oh, whack. Like that. Ah, shit. Me, Dave, and Alan, we just laughed all day. The next day, we go in. And I walk in, and he goes, hey, you fucking asshole. I, <laughs> I go, what? I don't need to hear it from the valet guys. It took me 15 years to be a member there. He did. That's exactly how it was. And I don't need your shit wrecking this experience. Ah, Dave, I feel bad about that. <laughs> so then the next night we go in, and we're like, listen, even though the coat is over the chair again, and the TV's back on. We have no reason to believe Dave's playing swing and, uh, Singing Hills. Golf clip again. Hey! God damn it! So, listen. As much as I will tell you, Brian Long is a fucking douche. And Mike Shepard's a little fucking shithead. God damn. We were so oh lucky to work for guys like Jim Daniels and Dave Sniff. Uh, Bruce Gilbert from ESPN. Yes. And uh, and Fox, Bruce looked out for us. Even Don Martin looked out yeah. for us at Fox. I mean, we've had guys, and Dave, I'm probably forgetting. Fuck, Palais was our PD at 800. <laughs> well, that was your best one. I let you do whatever you wanted. Shit. It was Sandy Alderson yeah. show. Yes, we did but all that shit. But there's just, for people, radio people that listen to this, goddamn if Dave Sniff wasn't the fucking best guy. Right? Here's, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, here's my favorite Dave, one of my favorite Dave Sniff stories outside of those two you just told is... In his office, obviously, the TV was always set to Channel 8. Do you remember mm-hmm. being in his office when the story came through about the big boulder that rolled down the hill and cut a house in half? Yeah. And he's like, look at that poor sap. And then it came out, that boulder came from Dave Sniff's yard. Remember? Right. It rolled out of his yard into the neighbor's God. yard below and oh. cut the dude's house in half. I got, dude, that <laughs> and guy. it turned into, I need a lawyer. It turned to, look at this poor sap to, oh, fuck. Well, we had blue jeans? Yeah. <laughs> We had Dr. Dog. him <laughs> laughing his ass off to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. That guy. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. So we just tell you all the bad people in radio. Sniffer was uh, 
the sniffers, and he's still there. Yeah, amazing. The dude was there in 84. You see him on the field of 84. Yeah. yeah. So what's that? 16, 19, that's 35. Fuck, he's been there at least 35 years. I think he was at the Chargers-Steelers game um, a couple weeks ago. I think he was doing stuff for CBS oh, Radio. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you see him? No, I saw uh, Roy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Roy. But I think Roy dude. was there with Sniff. We were, yeah. I mean, looking back, Roy Robertson, Frank Anthony, yeah. I mean, Stacy Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Hudson and Bauer. Um, the best oh. radio stories came from KFMB. Right. With Ted. Far, yeah. And those are just the ones that we Ted. tell you. I mean, there's other God shit we damn. can't even tell you. Bill Balance. Yeah. But, um, and then all the guys that were on the FM, Jagger and Christie and just fucking Jeff and Jer, Smiley, Matt McWhorter, God, Kimmy, uh, Kimmy Morrison. Yeah. Yep. Dude, all just, yeah, fucking good people, man. Absolutely. Good days. Absolutely. All, all right. right. I want to mention the guys over at Taylor May Pools. Of course, when I say Taylor May Pools, oh, you know yeah, Oh, I got good pool. <laughs> That's uh, Alan Taylor is your guy. Alan Taylor's been doing this more than 20 years in San Diego County. Again, if you need that perfect pool, days like today, I mean, Jesus, 95 degrees in Put October. Put coconut oil on it. Get me out there. I'm going to flex right by my pool. <laughs> Get some posing shorts on. Oh, my gosh. Not a good time for chili, but at the same time, hey, man. Every time chili dead. <laughs> this warm weather is what you need, and that Taylor Maple will cool you down and make it absolutely perfect in your backyard. What are you waiting for? 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I'll say this. I'm, uh, I don't know a lot about Instagram, right? I have an Instagram account. You don't use it? I use it somewhat, okay. but I like it for the for the yeah. Now, I swear to God, I, I'm going to admit something here tonight, and I don't know how it works, but I'm not complaining about it. Every now and then you go, okay, does somebody have an account on Instagram? And I don't know what my settings are. Honest to God, I yeah. will tell you anything on this show. I have no idea. All I know is that when I hit search on Instagram, yeah, do you get this as well? I get like 90 pictures of chicks that look like they belong at Plaza Bonita. Yeah, I do. And they all got like this huge rack and they're all in like jeans. And you're like, what the, f who's that? <laughs> and all their posts, none of them are in English. Yeah. And I go, God damn you, Instagram. You know me better than my family. And there are days I get a lump in my throat. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Every one of those girls that I see, I'm like, I need them to get out to a tailor-made pool. Yes. Because as nice as they look, strolling the mall, going to Auntie M's, can you imagine if they were out by the pool getting ready for a chicken fight? <laughs> Me and this hot thing? Yes. You and Vera? God damn, we'd sit up there all day in the pool. We could play some volleyball. Be great. I don't know who those chicks are, <laughs> but every time I see them, I'm like, Dad, gum it. Do they have a tailor-made pool? I bet if I had a tailor-made pool, <laughs> they wouldn't just be hanging out on my Instagram page. They'd be scratching at the door like a little kitty trying to get in and get a treat. <laughs> now, you all sitting at home. Having relations with your couch pillow. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what did you say? You may have to edit that out later. I'm not. You're gonna. It's a paid endorsement for a good friend. <laughs> Drinks Labatt's. 
<laughs> Listen, you guys go out to those community pool, and what do you see there? You see the Taylor kid's mom, and she's in that floral moo-moo, and you're like, oh, boy. What the fuck's going on there? That day can be over. All you got to do is call Alan Taylor, Taylor made pool. Dave, look at that little kid eating popcorn up there in the corner. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck happened to that kid? Looks like a goddamn sloth mowing popcorn down. Sorry to get distracted. But if you don't need that little kid, you can no. just have the privacy and the beautiful Taylor made pool in your backyard. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look at the sponsor page. I encourage you to do it. Find out for yourself what everybody knows, including those hot chicks on Instagram. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry. He's your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County. He's a guy that knows the area better than anybody. When is the right time to sell your house? When's the right time to buy a new house? He will tell you what the market's doing as well. He's the guy to answer all your real estate questions. Brian Curry is my guy as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Dave, I say all the time that I love the chicks at Plaza Bonita. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't I moving to Bonita? <laughs> Go ahead. That's my wife a nice keeps neighborhood. Saying, my wife keeps saying that all the time. Let's move to Bonita. Bonita's cool, right? Yes. Those beautiful women in San Diego. I'll fight you if you want to argue it. I tell you what, BC's my man. Knows every part of San Diego and especially... Look, if you go, I'm not going to get married, and I love the action of downtown. One of our great friends that I'll tell you later, okay. may not want this publicized, but I'll tell you. <laughs> One of our great friends, um, sorry, Scott, uh, for uh, stealing your copyright. It wasn't Cap, but uh, somebody very close to us has ditched their car. They live downtown, and they're like, I realized I don't need a car. Wow. Everywhere I go, and maybe that's you, where you go, hey. I want to live downtown. I don't want to fight that commute that you guys talk about all the time. Brian Curry, there's so many options down there. But the HOA can be a pain. The parking can be a pain. The neighborhoods can be a challenge. You need somebody to help you. Maybe you want to go out and you say, hey, I want to have horses or animals. I want to live in Escondido or Ramona. Brian Curry can tell you there, too. So you need somebody that can help you find the perfect house for your perfect life, Brian Curry's the guy to do it. Absolutely. Don't forget about Dan Williams as well. He's oh, the guy I like that, that will Who doesn't? Dan oh, Williams. Oh, that's a good man. Might right, the, Eddie? <laughs> might be the smartest guy in San Diego, and most importantly, he can help you with your money. Dan Williams is the guy, 858-688-6813. No joke. You need to give Dan Williams a call. If you don't know what's going on with your money or how to make your money last a lifetime, Dan is the guy to call. Please call our buddy Dan Williams. Well, Dave, it, it is so, so important, and unfortunately, you see more and more people that are struggling financially because while the housing market is still continuing to go strong, unfortunately... There are still foreclosures that are out there. And the way that people fall into a foreclosure is they get in over their head and they're too proud to make a call for help. And it's incredibly sad because a lot of those solutions, a uh, lot of those situations, I should say, can be avoided with the right solution. And Dan Williams is your guy to find that solution. couple of books that are so good. I tell you about them all the time. This is the one I love, and I literally just gave it to a family member a couple of days ago. Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. It's the cornerstone of Dan's practice because it's going to help you incorporate your personalized mortgage plan into your overall financial plan. You can't run them as separate things. They have to work together. Dan's the guy to do it. 
But then the second book, which is so great, we're such a fan of the military, as everybody in this town is. I don't mean to say that like we're such uh, risk takers. <laughs> we know you all are. Dan is too. But Dan has the ability to help anybody in the military that's looking to buy a house. And how about buying a house with no money down? Uh, both of those books are available tonight for free. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. And then pick up the phone and give him a call. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. He's the guy to help with your website. Having a website is so important to make your business grow. Kyle Fluger's our guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Six six two one. Again, go on and check out jakesprojects.org or daveandjeffshow.com. He's done a fantastic job for us, and, and again, he can do a great job for you. Well, he's moved a little slow on getting jailbabes.com back up and running. <laughs> so unfortunately, Dave and I have not been able to quit our day jobs, although Dave, I guess you did quit your day job. Uh, jailbabes.com moving a little slower, but outside of that, jakesprojects.org look great. Our thanks to Scott Kaplan, who I thought that was just great yesterday. I thought what you did oh, cool. with Kaplan did, was did, great. You, you I did. I saw part of it, and I just thought what Al Padilla and Johnny Browner, BR, Cap especially, promoting the website was really nice. And when Scott says, hey, pull the website up, and I know what a nice job Kyle's done for it, God, you just go, this is really cool. And all the feedback the last couple of, really in the last 24 hours, fantastic. And then our own website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. New blogs are coming. Yep. New pictures are coming. A lot of different things coming. But uh, just a great, great job by Kyle. Absolutely. Did a fantastic job. Right, he's loving life today because Dave Ross is his guy. There, there you go. All right, I want to ask you because I know your kids are really excited about the NBA season. Yep. Last night, World Series and mm -hmm. NBA opening with the Lakers and the Clippers. What were you watching? What were your kids watching? Um. I watched part of the series. This is what I thought really sucked last night. Okay. That game last night, and I get it from TNT's standpoint that you want that game, but TNT locking out Fox Sports San Diego yeah. and locking out Spectrum yeah. so that everybody in Southern California who wanted to see the introductions on opening night of Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Kawhi, Kawhi you fucking missed it. Yeah, we did. Because we were stuck in overtime of a Raptors-Pelicans game that nobody gave a shit no. about. And TNT completely blew it because TNT should have moved that game to fucking true TV yeah. or done whatever. As a lot of people wrote, that was the JV game. And to stick with that game, I don't care that the Raptors got the rings. Nobody cared. Last night was the Battle of L.A., between Kawhi and LeBron, and the idea that you joined that game six minutes in progress after Kawhi got booed at a home game, yeah. and you missed all that, I, I just thought it was terrible. It was terrible by the NBA. If you want to carry it nationally, go ahead. But don't lock out so that Spectrum or Fox Sports San Diego, from a Clippers perspective or from a Lakers perspective, couldn't bring you every minute because for me, Dave, in Southern California, that was the story last night. It was. I wanted to, see, and much as I loved uh, Scherz, uh, Max Scherzer against Garrett Cole, that yeah. was amazing. But at seven twenty-eight, I wanted to hear what was the reaction for Kawhi, what was the reaction for Anthony Davis, 
Because I think that's going to be pretty fun as an NBA fan, even a casual NBA fan like myself. You know, we were sitting here. Uh, Josh had like four friends over. Oh, yeah. I saw you video. You see that one fucker sit, came in here my house with a Clipper jersey on? Well, why'd you leave him? Why'd I, you let him in? I didn't, I didn't even invite him. I said, what fuck, the fuck? I'm shocked you didn't let some fucking, you know. I usually have a rule is you can't watch a sporting event with me unless you're rooting for the team I'm rooting for. Because yeah. it drives me nuts to have somebody rooting against my team. But we're sitting there going, what's going to happen? Because we wanted mm-hmm. to see what you just talked about. And I yeah. said, they're going to wait until this game's right. over in L.A. Well, then all of a sudden, you're getting an update. It's 11-2 Lakers. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. So then we're flipping around, found it on NBA TV. But still, we, we missed half the first quarter. Yeah, I don't get NBA TV. Fuck. It sucked. It, it really was it was done so poorly. Yeah. But you're right. That was that was the story. Terrible. It was. It was absolutely terrible. I was just curious to know what you guys were watching. You know, no, we, uh, my sons wanted to see that. They were frustrated. Um, they kind of paid attention a little bit to the Raptors last year, but they wanted to see it, including their mom. Yeah. Who was... Was all into it. I saw her on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody was excited for it. Yeah. It was kind of a big deal. Like Kawhi's San Diego State. You want to see his first game for the Clippers, that whole deal. And uh, I just, that to me bummed me out because I wanted to see how it handled. But you'll see more of them. I mean, it's going to be the same. Christmas Day will be kind of wild, right? Yeah, absolutely. Christmas Day on ABC when they're playing. And and so, uh, yeah, I'm not in. Look, I don't cheer for either of those two teams. But that to me was what you wanted to see with all the buildup. And, and then for them to miss it was pretty bad. Right now it is the NBA's marquee matchup, which is mm-hmm. funny. I never thought that'd be the case, that the yeah. Lakers-Clippers would be the NBA's marquee matchup. You know, whether through all the years of Bulls, Pistons, Lakers-Celtics, whatever you want to you wanna go through. Right now it's Warriors are still in the mix, although Steve Kerr is going back and forth whether or not Clay Thompson's going to play. Yeah, they don't have anything. The Warriors don't have anything. What about the Rockets, though, with Harden and Westbrook? Those fuckers didn't do shit. You know, when they were in <laughs> with the Thunder, they didn't win. Yeah. I mean, they went to the finals and lost to LeBron. And did you see those guys game one of the World Series sitting behind home plate? No, were they there? They were. <laughs> Dude, I, look, I don't know what it looks like to be stoned. I'm just saying they, they look like they were having a good time back there. Like, what the hell's going on? No way. They looked all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, man. Oh, shit. That's good. That's good. Oh, uh, that's funny. It's like, if you're a Rockets fan, you're like, Jesus. Look at these guys. Look at these fucking knuckleheads. Yes, exactly right. Anyway, that that was that was pretty much it. We it was funny tonight. My wife made uh, make she made chili. Believe it or not. Uh, what? <laughs> so, don't you have time? So Josh said he goes, dude. I don't know. How I can never look at chili without thinking about baby crackers. You're goddamn right, Josh. I can never look at baby crackers. That's what they're called. <laughs> when you say baby crackers, Eddie knows what to do. Eddie. Shit. Listen, the proper name is oyster cracker. <laughs> you know what, Eddie? You know what's going to look nice? When I take your little fucking head <laughs> and I stick it right in the oyster shell and then I slam it shut. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to walk around like a little oyster head. You like that, Ed? You know what you like, Ed? You're going to be the next guy like that little fowler. You'll be another guy wearing a little fucking uniform getting patted on the head. <laughs> hey, who are you in Little Rascals, Eddie? Alfalfa? We know Ronnie was spanky. <laughs> Ronnie. He was. <laughs> Dave, what was the girl's name? She was a sassy little Darla. Chick. Darla was a cheeky little thing, wasn't she? <laughs> and who would have ever guessed 
that the great Sidney Poitier started his career as Buckwheat. Who guessed it? Amazing actor. Amazing. He was the best actor in that group. I hate to say it because I know a lot of you loved Alfalfa, but they were a good group. And then I'll tell you one guy. I'll tell you one guy, Dave. I don't know if I liked him or if I wanted to beat his little face in. Was that Butch? <laughs> Everybody hated Butch. <laughs> well, listen. He was just doing his job. But I tell you, that little Butch, there were days I still, when I see it, I was like, I wouldn't mind just taking that guy right by his little freckle face. And sticking his little freckle face <laughs> right into the backside of a northbound horse. Get your little face in there, Butch. How's that smell, you little asshole? <laughs> I thought, so goddamn, you were chilly, huh? Whoa. Eddie, I'm getting a tingly feeling. I'm getting a Jace Tingler feeling. <laughs> you see what I did there, Eddie? You see what I did there? I said, I got a tingler. Because David over here, big fucking baseball boy. A guy fucking coaches a couple of little guy, Alan Bob's plumbing in Lakeside. And all of a sudden, this guy's fucking <laughs> Mr. Raiswell. All of a sudden, he's Dave Martinez. I was like, uh, John Butler calls me David. David, you're a good man. Your fucking buddy's a fuck. <laughs> and that fucking Coach Katerra. And fucking, how much did he make, Dave? Tell me. Shit, I could have used him on my team. I always had salary cap problems. Always. I could Always did. Jesus. Always. He was about, he was a lot like most of our offensive linemen. Big and soft. <laughs> Big and soft. Like, you know, oh, like a sponge cake. So good. Right, Eddie? Oh, jeez. Oh, my god. trying gosh. to recover from your tingler. <laughs> Eddie? Just like, oh, I did that, Eddie. I said I had a tingler. Because David said he had jelly tonight for dinner. I mean, go get me jelly. I, I swear to God, you little fucker. You go cheap on those. Dave, I almost said something <laughs> oh, that would have related. I almost said it, I but you. I did. What did you think I was going to say? Just hold, hold it together. What did you think? Was, was there about to be an anti-Semitic remark? It might have been. <laughs> about don't go cheap on the crackers. It wasn't. But I apologize. Okay, I don't have to edit. Oh, no, no. You don't have to. I didn't have to say it. But, Eddie, I tell you what. You come back. I'll tell you what, Ed. You put in goddamn onions in there. And I'm going to take it. You, you said a couple days ago. You don't like the onions in the chili. I don't. And there's a little You fuck. called Eddie a bitch. He's a little bitch. He's in there chopping onions and crying. He says it's from the onions. But I think it's from the career decision he made. You know what he always wanted to do, Dave? What? He always wanted to be the personal assistant to Alan Osmond. <laughs> For some reason, he thought he was more talented than Jay Osmond. Or Merrill. <laughs> How do you know so many fucking Osmonds? Jesus. Then there's Jimmy. Oh, my God. i tell you who else gives me a tingler, that little Marie. Right, Eddie? I might throw up in my... <laughs> Dave, let's get the fuck out of here oh, before I have to embarrass myself. What time or what day are we coming back? Well, I i don't know if I'm ever coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back Sunday night. Okay. Right? Sunday night? Sunday night's good. All right. We'll be back Sunday night, you dicks. All right. We'll see you then.
When I 